Besser's on pace for 328. The Oilers still don't have goaltending. The Leafs got lucky in your opener, and the Dodgers did it again. All on today's 1420 in the morning. Let's get into her. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. 1420 in the morning for this October 12, 2023. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by SeatGeek.com. The SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase there at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great articles and uh, other podcasts, such as No Credentials Required, the uh, Captain Lou Extravaganza, and Craft Brood Sports. My friends over there at Craft Brood always like listening to those guys. And uh, thank you very much for listening to a 1420 in the morning every day from each and every one of us here at 1420 World Headquarters. Well, she's overreaction Thursday here at 1420 World Headquarters, probably all across the sports world, especially uh, hockey fans. The NHL really got into full swing last night. Uh, every Canadian team was on the docket last night, a couple of uh, head-to-head matchups, obviously, with the uh, Vancouver Canucks and the Edmonton Oilers facing off, and the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs going, get, got it going last night as well. We'll start with the uh, Vancouver Canucks. A Besser got four goals last night. Uh, big story in Vancouver, right right across the lower mainland, right across British Columbia, I'm sure, is that Besser's going to be on pace for 300-plus goals in this season because he got four last night. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but a great start for uh, Brock Besser. Right place, right time, uh, and that's what hockey is a lot of times. But uh, expect the uh, Vancouver faithful to be overreacting a little bit. They tend to do that now and then or all the time throughout my lifetime. Had a good start, played well last night, and they got the goals when they needed. They, uh, they their power play was clicking a little bit, and they had it. They had it, everything was going the right way, no matter what. Uh, overreaction probably as well is going to be happening in Edmonton, Alberta, that in our in our uh, provincial capital. They still don't have goaltending, and yes, it is it is the first game of the season, but it's got to be some kind of concern for Jay Woodcroft and the Edmonton Oilers uh, coaching staff to not have uh, the very first uh, game of the year where they kind of played a little bit of possum. We'll get into that half a second on who was starting uh, that that game uh, last night. Night, but they went with Soupy Campbell. He lit in four goals on 16 shots, and the uh, the frustrations continue. Uh, yes, it's the first game, but that's how it all that's how it got going at the end of the season last year, and that's how it kept going on and on as it is. And you just got to wonder if the uh, Oilers are a little bit concerned with how that turned out. Didn't make a move over the the offseason goal and get a goaltender, yeah, because they're spending three million bucks, I think it is, on Skinner and four million bucks for another couple of years on Campbell. So they're kind of stuck uh, between a rock and a hard place with that goaltending duel that was not uh, good last year. In the playoffs and now that you, ha- you have that the very first night, night of the season and um, it's goaltending is a funny thing when you, you get down to it because you, you 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 lose that space between your ears you don't lose your skill you lose your confidence in yourself and then your teammates will lose confidence in yourself yeah they'll say that this and that but if it's the same thing that happened last year and the year before they got to be thinking geez this is going to happen again and it looks like it, it just might yeah they got another shot at that same Vancouver team on Saturday night in Edmonton so it might change a little bit but you got to think if this goes on for two three four five games that the uh the orders might want to look at making maybe a uh, call 
calling old Brent Radlinski out of retirement, getting him to uh, to to go between between the pipes and stop a few hockey pucks because you can't be falling behind like that. And then uh, every time the puck goes in your own zone, you're you're starting to uh, grip grip your stick a little bit, and you don't want to make any mistakes. So you start pressing a little bit, and then more mistakes happen. I know it's the first game of the season, but it's it's, it's a uh, the the resume's there, and it's the exact same thing that happened last year. So it's a, it's not a new occurrence. Yeah, it's the first game of the season. Yes, you're on the road. The home team is going to be revved up a little bit. They're going to get things going. Uh, they're going to be flying a little bit more and doing things a little bit differently that they won't be doing throughout the season. But uh, after one game, uh, the resume is there for the for, for the Edmonton Oilers and their goaltending. So it's just one thing that uh, you, you might want to look at. Uh, you get into 10 games a season. That's only nine, nine games away. Can we can uh, go pretty quick on you. The other thing I want to talk about a little bit is about goaltending as well. And Connor McDavid, speaking of overreacting, he didn't overreact on Thursday. He overreacted on Wednesday night after the game, his post-game comments. He was not very happy with uh, Rick Tockett and the, Van- the Vancouver Canucks uh, for pulling goaltender for, for pulling their goaltender Thatcher Demko with 10 minutes left in the in the third period about to put in Casey DeSmith it's something that usually happens like with an e-bug situation or uh, if you got a big lead and you want to give a, give a guy some playing time it's uh, it's usually one of those rub it in your face kind of deals to get a guy playing time uh, they did it the Oilers did it last night but they didn't do, do it to rub it in anybody's face uh, turns out that Demko suffering from the flu and he was extremely dehydrated I don't know if you guys have ever been uh, extremely dehydrated in the past but um you, you, end, you tend to puke all over yourself, and that's what happened with Thatcher Demko last night. He puked inside his mask because he was so dehydrated, and the, the liquids he tried to keep to put in him, they came up through his mouth. It's kind of gross first thing here in the morning to talk about that, but that's what happened. But McDavid took it as he was, uh, they were rubbing in his in, uh, in the Oilers' face a little bit, and uh, he took it completely the wrong way, and he probably owes somebody an apology. He won't, but that's one of those things that he didn't take kindly to that. And then he was also made a comment, McDavid uh, didn't, do, didn't do himself any favors last night in the 14-20, world i mean i love mcdavid there's no getting around that but his post-game comments about uh the, the canucks had their first line uh, or first unit power play out there and they were scoring goals at will and on and on it went he didn't like that very much that they were trying to run the score up you know how you don't get you know what that, that shouldn't bother you mcdavid win the hockey game if you if you're if you're worried about the other team scoring 20 goals on you don't let them score so many goals that one's on on you guys that's nothing to do with rick talk and the vancouver canucks the canucks fans pay to see that the canucks uh players are, are there, there to, to uh, score goals you should shut your mouth and, and go out and play do your job you had a bad comment about the goaltender and then you had a bad comment about the first line power play out there go out on saturday night and, and make it happen uh next overreaction i want to talk about the uh, Connor Bedard, the wonder kid, the, the kid that everybody's talking about, he got his first National Hockey League goal last night for the Chicago Blackhawks, and they're 3-1 win, or 3-1 loss, sorry, to the Boston Bruins, and the, uh, I don't know the guys at the announcer, who he was for the Chicago Blackhawks, I don't care, I will probably won't tune into a, a Blackhawks telecast this uh, this season, I'll, I'll watch them when they're just on the national game, I won't uh, go out and search out the Chicago Blackhawks, it's going to be a bad hockey team again, but when he got his first goal, it was a wraparound uh, goal, it was, nice, it was a nice goal, I guess, but uh, their, their announcer, he said, one of one of a thousand to come uh, that guy was stupid that's a stupid comment you had all summer long to take care of that you had all summer long to come up with Bedard's first goal what you were going to say and that's, that's what you came up with the thousand the best player to ever or the greatest player to ever play the game Wayne Gretzky didn't get to a thousand Alex Ovechkin, the greatest goal scorer to uh, to ever play the game, he's not getting to a thousand. Bedard's not getting to a thousand. You had all summer long to get give, get to have a, a goal call to come up with something that was much more brilliant, much more um, uh, intelligent than that, and that's what you came up with. Horrible, horrible call. That's an overreaction, overreach, a hundred percent on the Chicago Blackhawks uh, game day and or uh, to, to TV announcer, whatever you want to call them. Uh, the other one I want to talk about the uh, is. Uh, 
in Montreal, in Toronto last night, it was kind of a, 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 a it was a good hockey game, entertaining to say the least. Six five final, I think it was in a shootout. Um, Austin Matthews got the hat trick. The Leafs uh, or the, the uh, Habs should have been up three nothing at one point in the second period. It was two nothing. It was one of those uh, phantom offside plays that had nothing to do with the play. The guy was a, a half a millimeter uh, for our American friends. That's uh, not very much. It's uh, less than an eighth of an inch. It's about a sixteenth of an inch when it comes down to it. It was one of these phantom offside uh, offside calls. That nothing to do with the play. The, the Montreal Canadiens scored. They went back back upstairs onto the replay, and then the, they uh, disallowed the goal. Um, I hate I hate that. I hate that with every sense of my being when they make those calls. It had nothing to do with the game. It's a phantom call. It's a, it's a BS uh, move by, by by management. Yes, it's by the rule book. Yes, it is. It, it's it was offside. I I totally understand that, but it, it does not go with the feel of the game, and that's not why that with the uh, instant replay was created. It's ridiculous to have that being a a move and a call in, in hockey and, and in any sport when they use replay to their advantage to get away from their, their own mis- misfortunes. I, if it's a blatant offside where it affects the game, I get it 100%. But when the guy's skate blade is off the ice by a millimeter and you're calling that offside, that's a BS move. It's a complete BS move. It's the same thing when a guy holds it to tag on a guy at second base and the guy lifts his foot to scratch his jock and then his, his foot leaves the base. Like, whatever. That's not it's the spirit of the rule. It's not the reason why it's called. And the the, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs got very fortunate last night to not be down three nothing. Them going up three two. It's disheartening for a Montreal team who played hard last night on the road. Who's not going to get a lot of wins this year. And for for that call to come around and do that, it's absolutely ridiculous that that that, that can happen in, in a hockey game like that uh, in, in that kind of magnitude. Good hockey game. Uh, Nylander scored a nice goal. They didn't get a goaltending last night. Uh, Nick, uh, Austin Matthews with the hat trick. He's on pace for. Uh, the 246, he's a little bit behind Brock Besser at the 328, but we'll see what they, he can do. I, I expect Matthews to get at least 50 this year. He's a hell of a goal scorer, probably the best pure goal scorer in the game now, now that uh, that Ovechkin's on, on the downhill slope a little bit. It was, it was an entertaining game, a lot of fun to see that. It was good to have hockey back on the on the television last night uh, at full bore. The other uh, overreaction, they better be overreacting, is that Los Angeles Dodgers lost again in the playoffs. They didn't get it done for the 11th straight year in the playoffs. I'm not, they got the three quarter uh, COVID World Series that that uh, you can kind of count. It's in the it's in the uh, history books. It's up there. They have the banner and everything else. But in the 11 years they've been making the playoffs, they have the the, the COVID uh, World Series, and that's it. That's an absolute uh, embarrassment that 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 team and that payroll and the stars that they've had over the years have not been able to get it done. Is it? It cannot be just uh, Dave Roberts, the uh, the manager of the the Dodgers. It can't just be him. There's no way to have that kind of ineptitude throughout that franchise to not get it done year after year to lose last night to the Arizona Diamondbacks to get swept in the in the NLDS like that I don't understand why the Dodgers have that that ineptitude every year year in year out no matter what happens they didn't hit again last night they gave up four home runs in the third inning in like in the third inning it's it's un, it's unbelievable how that can happen is it just a jinx uh who knows is it the like the ownership spends money on that team like nobody's business year in year out they gave money to Mookie Betts they, they brought him in they get they get rid of uh, of uh prospects year after year to get guys in, to bring guys in and get it done. And the Dodgers just didn't get it done again last night. 1988, the one, the last time that they actually did, uh, 
Winter World Series that actually counted, not the COVID one. Like that's a long, long, long time ago. I was just a, a young buck back then. It's a long time ago, 1988, uh, 35 years, and to, to, for them to not have a World Series for for that franchise at Chavez Ravine, the days of Earl Hershiser and Kurt Gibson and all that. It's a a long lost memory that the Dodgers just don't get it done. Can you blame it on Kershaw? Yep, he was awful in Game One. And then it just goes right on through. But losing the next two isn't Kershaw's fault. So I don't know what you can blame it on. There needs to be a wholesale change. And I hope they overreact to today in in because uh, you should never make decisions based on emotion. But when it comes to the LA Dodgers losing in the World Series like that and losing out, out in the playoffs like like they did again, they they, they got to start overreacting. Maybe fire guys from top to bottom and start all over because the way you're doing it ain't getting it done, and it's not nearly enough for 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 a proud franchise and for a fan base that that supports that team like no one's business. They get great crowds year in year out. Yeah, it's nice and sunny Southern California, so why wouldn't you go to a ball game? But they they support that team right from top to bottom. And they don't get it done again for that fan base. I feel I feel sorry for that fan base who follows them, but they just the Dodgers can't seem to get it done when it matters most. And you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to that battle of Texas. That should be a really good uh, series. Texas Rangers can hit flat out hit. They've been doing it all season. And then the Houston Astros, well, they're the seventh straight trip to the American League Championship Series. So you uh, you got to think they're going to be ready to go. And I do have a, a kind of I kind of like the Astros team a little bit. Like I I'm, I I've forgiven. But I'll never forget. But I forgive it. We've been through this a number of times. But I, I just see that, that that Houston Astro team is such a juggernaut in Altuve and Bregman and the rest. Like it's just unbelievable what they've been able to do. And then they got, like I said, they got Verlander. That was such a great acquisition at the deadline, going out and getting him. They, could, they had a chance to get Verlander or Scherzer, and they picked the right one. They went and got they went and got Verlander, and then they got the, the Mets to pay for it too. Un, what a wonderful move by the uh, by the Houston Astros. That's going to be a great series when it comes down to it. And uh, Bryce Harper doing it again, man. He, he's my man crush in baseball right now. He's been unbelievable for the Phillies. That Phillies team is on a roll. I don't see them losing. I really don't. I called them when, when I had uh, the belly up guys on the show last week to do a little uh, – uh, baseball playoff preview, and I said the uh, the Phillies were the team to beat. It looks like they're going to be the team to beat. It's a it's been an interesting playoff for sure. It's been a lot of fun. Great time of year to be a sports fan. Like I was saying yesterday, make sure you go to for, the fourteen twenty sports bar dot uh, com. Check out some great articles. I've been writing some art. No, no, they're great. They're really good articles that I'm quite proud of that I wrote. So make sure you go check that out. Our merch page is on there, and all the links to everything we got going on is uh, is right there at the fourteen twenty sports bar dot com. Check out all our all, all the great stuff we got going on there. Anyways, that's uh, that's all I got for this, for this morning. I don't know if I'm going to do one of these tomorrow. I got, I got a little, uh, we're going on a little uh, vacay for, for a couple of days. I'm going to go see my uh, my, my, my little brother. I'm going to go and see him and see how he's doing, him, him and his family. Or, so we're going to go uh, visit them and see what's going on within their lives. But yeah, so it should be, uh, anyways, you guys don't want to hear about my life. Anyways, here, here's a word from our friends at SeatGeek. The Foul Baller. If there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. Thank you very much once again to SeatGeek for sponsoring the 1420 Sports Bar podcast. Uh, make sure you, if you're going to uh, an event this weekend, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today. All right, let's get to birthdays and on this day and get you guys out of here and go and enjoy your, uh, enjoy your uh, Thursday. Here we go. 
On this day in 1992, Brett the Hitman Hart beat the Nature Boy Ric Flair at Sask Place in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan to win his first world heavyweight title. Hart was uh, informed early in the day that he'd become the new world champion that day because of the uh, Ric Flair had an inner ear injury that he suffered winning the title against the Ultimate Warrior. I can't believe we're talking about this, but this is what actually happened. He was informed he was going to win the title that day. Vince McMahon wanted to get away from the steroid guys, the steroid era, because that, that trial was coming up in the very near future. So they wanted to change the face of the uh, of the organization and, and wrestling. So Flair got or Flair gave up the title to Bret Hart in, in Bret Hart's father's hometown of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, you remember Bret Hart started out those days wrestling a lot in Saskatoon when he started with his father in uh, started with his father's promotion, Stampede Wrestling, back in the 70s and the 80s. So on this day, Bret Hart wins his first. World Wrestling Federation World Heavyweight title that he lost to Yokozuna on uh, April 4th, 1993 at WrestleMania Palace. There's a little trivia for you. And happy birthday to, happy 53rd birthday to Heisman Trophy winner and former New York Nick Charlie Ward, born on this day in Thomasville, Georgia, and went on to Florida State to play football for Bobby Bowden and the Florida State Seminoles and uh, dabbled a little bit in basketball as well as while he was there. Ward won the 1993 trophy after leaving the Seminole, leading the Seminoles to their first ever national championship after they beat the Nebraska Cornhuskers 18-16 in the Orange Bowl. Ward Seminoles basketball team saw limited success losing out in the Elite Eight that season losing 106 to 81 to Kentucky. Ward saw himself as a first rounder in the NFL, but because of his smaller stature, NFL scout saw him as a fourth or fifth round guy. So he was taken by the Knicks in the first round, 26 overall in 1994 NBA draft. Ward played 12 seasons in the NBA, 10 of them with the Knicks and is the only Heisman Trophy to, trophy winner to play in the NBA. And uh, besides Bo Jackson and Vic Jan, Jan, Janovich, you know, Blew that win. The only Heisman Trophy uh, winner to play professionally in two of the big four sports. So happy birthday to Charlie Ward. There it is. Uh, there, there's 14:20 in the morning for the day. Thank you guys very much for watching on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe later on for those who are, are listening on the uh, podcast form of the show today. Uh, yeah. Make sure you, if you're going to go to a show this weekend, make sure you uh, use uh, SeatGeek and uh, check out the 1420sportsbar.com for all kinds of great stuff and sign up for the morning buzz too we put that out on a daily basis as well gets you all your sports information that you want to get to your day start right right to email right to your fingertips million in bed hit the button there it is all the things you need to know from uh, the sports world before you even get out of bed and you're doing whatever you're doing in the morning there it is anyways that's it for today's show uh, thank you very much for listening and remember it doesn't matter where you are it's who you're with have a good day folks we'll talk to you tomorrow you just listened to the 1420 sports bar podcast Four beer with the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.